Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The Big Picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, clearly yesterday was a pretty disastrous day for Boeing. Uh, Today, not looking much better. Story today, pilots for U.S. Airlines submitted several complaints about the Boeing 737 MAX aircraft and voiced concerns directly with Boeing executives months before the same model crashed in Ethiopia. The union representing U.S. pilots met with Boeing executives last November to discuss concerns over an anti-stall system in Boeing's best-selling MAX 8 aircraft, that according to the Washington Post today. Uh, follow-up on that from the L.A. Times today. At that meeting, pilots were fuming about being left in the dark on the changes to the 737 software. So a lot of questions about how Boeing has handled all of this uh, and a lot of questions about what went into the design of the new 737 MAX 8 series. So yesterday, Canada, the U.S. joined with other countries in grounding these aircraft. There are 41 of them in use in Canada. Many in the U.S. as well. And, and it's, it's obviously going to have a big impact if all of a sudden these planes are out of, out of commission and no one's really sure for how long. We had a guest yesterday comparing it to a, a massive snowstorm that can delay, disrupt travel. Just imagine, though, the entire world dealing with a massive, massive snowstorm all at once. And think of how chaotic that would be. So it's going to have a trickle-down effect. As routes get canceled or changed and airlines scramble to figure out how they're going to move people around. And who's going to bear that cost? I mean, there's already been some talk from uh, some airlines that they're going to go uh, asking for, for Boeing to cough up some cash to cover these costs since they're suggesting this is a, a Boeing problem. But there's, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Joining us to talk a bit more about some of the economic fallout from all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Marvin Ryder, is assistant professor of marketing of the DeGroote School of Business, McMaster University. Professor Ryder, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Glad to be with you. Well, I mean, how serious are the economic consequences here? So, if you don't mind, I'm going to come at it this way for you. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Boeing. Uh, Boeing announced this plane in 2011. It was to be their new commuter jet platform that they were hoping to sell planes into the 2020s and 2030s. The first plane started to be delivered in 2016, and today there are 396 in operation around the world. In essence, what they did is they took the old 737 and just stretched it a little bit. Now, it doesn't sound like it's all that big, but it does change, say, for instance, the center of gravity of an airplane. And the concern is that we've had now two of these planes crash. What's causing it? If it was simply pilot error or bad maintenance on the part of those airlines, Boeing's off the hook. Boeing didn't do anything wrong. But if there's a design flaw either mechanically in the plane or more and more what we're beginning to hear is that it's in the software that runs the autopilot and other features in the plane, then Boeing very much seems to be at the center of this and to be blamed. So what happened? 
Canadian government, American government, governments in Australia, European Union, etc., have grounded the airplane. In the case of Air Canada, they have 24 of these planes. WestJet has 13. Sunwing has 9. If we just take Air Canada, these planes were transporting roughly 15,000 people a day on various commuter flights to get them to big hubs, and then from the big hubs you would take a bigger plane someplace else. Uh, it's estimated this is going to cost Air Canada 3 to $5 million per day to have these uh, airplanes parked. If, for instance, it takes three weeks to sort this out, there's $100 million right there in, in, in cost that the airline's going to have to incur. Uh, Air Canada is a big person. There are $18 billion in sales last year. So $100 million is significant, but it's not going to cripple the comp- company. But your question is well taken. Who's going to pay for this? Is this going to ultimately get passed on to the consumers? At this moment, nobody really knows because we don't know how long these things are going to be grounded. Uh, somebody from the FAA suggested suggested that the fix for this problem might be available as soon as the end of next week. Well, if that was the case, this might be something the airlines could absorb. But I I certainly think there's going to be class action lawsuits, uh, first from the buyers of the planes to Boeing, saying you sold us something that doesn't really do what it was supposed to do. I also suspect some of the passengers who've either incurred costs because they've had to reconfigure some of their holiday plans, or in the ultimate case, these people who've lost their lives, those families are going to say, wait a minute, if you're really responsible, you owe us some compensation. It may be Boeing who has to pay the freight at the end of the day. Yeah, it may well be in terms of all the costs they're going to have to pay to to fix these planes. I mean, and you look at the drop in their stock price. I mean, it's it's a tremendous economic cost uh, for Boeing, given all the fallout from all of this. It, it is because at this moment we're in the face of uncertainty. Nobody really knows. Remember this Ethiopian jet just uh, uh, crashed four days ago, five days ago. We're still a little early to know exactly what the problem is. Now, here's the good news. If it is something like a software problem and that can be fixed, it really doesn't cost very much to deploy new software. Mm-hmm. But if it's something in the design, if you have to, I don't know, reconfigure the fuselage or put in some extra struts or suspensions or whatever it happens to be, that will not be a cheap or quick process to do, and in the meantime, these planes are just sitting there. I also want to be clear with you, Robin, and your listeners, I am not for a moment suggesting we should sacrifice anything on passenger safety for the value of this lost revenue. For instance, what is 180 lives worth? Human lives are really very precious. I think they're worth more than a million dollars apiece. Just the loss of life alone would be $200 million. So I don't think we should get too caught up on on these actual numbers. Passenger safety has to come first. Right. But, I mean, it, it gets back to, to how the, the airlines recoup this, because it would seem right. like, like an odd message to say we're doing this uh, because we're concerned about your safety. Now we're going to ch- turn around and charge you a surcharge, uh, a safety surcharge, because we had to ground these planes. They, they couldn't really turn around and, and dump this back on, on travelers, could they? No, we, we don't think that's what's going to happen at this point. So a couple of notes about costs. Certainly passengers who are having to rebook flights. Flights may have been canceled. You need to do something else. Both WestJet and Air Canada have waived any rebooking fees, any charging fees. And if, by the way, you have to move from Flight X to a slightly more expensive flight, they're absorbing those costs at the moment. And because given the crisis that we're facing in airline travel, that is the right thing to do. We'll mop up those costs down the road, but let's make sure our passengers are being traded correctly up front. I guarantee you, though, that accountants are keeping track of all those costs. And at the end, they're going to say, okay, who's freighting the bill on all of this? 
Um, and that will depend upon how long it takes to turn this around. I could even imagine, and I know this is another way that it sort of charges you and us, but I can certainly imagine the Canadian government even being involved in some, uh, shall we call it, for lack of a better term, a bailout of the, of the airline industry if it needed that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, I'm also quite confident they can find ways to minimize the impact. It will take them a week to ten days to do that. But these airlines, much like that story about a bad snow day, they have found ways to absorb these things in the past. If it's on that order of magnitude, they'll be able to do it again here. Yeah, that's true. And and I, I think it speaks to the fact that for the next few days anyway, travelers are going to be patient and understanding. But, uh, you know, they, they may exhaust their supply of that fairly soon. At what point do you think the consumers, the travelers can reasonably say, look, you guys have had enough time to sort this out. Why am I still being inconvenienced? Well, I, I think it's going to take a week to 10 days. And so in particular here in Ontario, this is uh, uh, the high school and, and elementary school study break time. I can yeah. imagine all kinds of people who have flown to, let's say for lack of a better term, Disneyland or Disney World in Florida have landed and now their return flight, which was supposed to be Saturday or Sunday, whoops, you're now going to have to come back on Monday. So there's going to be a bunch of these kinds of calls. But we humans have a, a tremendous ability to absorb this, especially when it comes to personal safety. I, I would always say to any any passenger who's, whose patience is wearing a little thin, well, I can always put you back on a, a 737 MAX 8 if that'll make you happy. And normally yeah. they say, oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right. I'll give you that extra bit of time. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Professor Ryder, appreciate your insight here. Thanks for making some time for us. We'll be watching, yes. Yes, indeed. All right, take care. That's uh, Marvin Ryder, Assistant Professor of Marketing, uh, the DeGroote School of Business, McMaster University. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.